Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Veterans are who we are, what we talk about, who we fight for. This podcast sheds light on real issues facing our veterans. It informs the uninformed, it celebrates their triumphs, and provides hope to those fighting a silent battle. This is Upholding Valor. Welcome. I'm Jill Atwood, Director of Communications for the VA Salt Lake City Healthcare System and your host for Upholding Valor. And today we're going to chat up an extraordinary volunteer as part of our voluntary service program here at the hospital. These volunteers keep us running each day and more to the point, help us care for veterans. We are always looking for more volunteers. Their contributions are just immeasurable. So I want to introduce a couple special people here with me today. First, I have Dave Wee Wee, and he is a Vietnam veteran, a veteran of the Army. He is also a volunteer. He works up at our information desk, and he's a red quote ambassador, and I know he's a lot of other things that he'll tell us. And then I also have Christopher Scott, who is our voluntary service manager, and Chris is also an Army veteran and a dear friend of mine. So thank you so much for being here, both of you. And Dave, I want to talk with you a little bit because you have been volunteering since February of 2012. I know you took a little break, but you're still with us. What keeps you coming back? Why do you volunteer? Well, a number of reasons. Uh, mainly, I first started coming here for my medical back in '09, and the hospital is absolutely superior as far as medical support goes for me. I was going to say, how are we treating you? Oh, that's the first question. That, uh, absolutely superior. Good. And that's on a serious note. Uh, after I'd been coming up here for my medical... I started thinking, there's got to be some way I can start giving back. Because these guys up here at the VA, they're just, they're number one. Medical, doctors, nurses, everybody involved. Oh, I love it. I love to hear that. So, I came up here in February 2012. And initially, for a long time, they had me driving the inside golf cart down in the tunnels, mm-hmm. taking uh, vets to the various buildings that I could have access to. Taking those corners fast. I'm just Oh, kidding. no, 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 not me. <laughs> I always kidding. stop at every intersection. <laughs> and then as time went on, uh, I also was uh, trained as an outside uh, shuttle driver. Okay. Driving the vets to the various uh, buildings on campus. And I did that for, oh, a heck of a long time. And explain, please explain yeah. to me why that is so important. The size of our campus oh. can be confusing. Like, tell me what you're seeing in the vets when they when they come in. And, and, I mean, you're just a sight for sore eyes getting them places. Well, I'll, my personal experience, you're a fish out of water. Because right. we are so spread out uh, going to the various uh, uh, audiology, dental... Uh, mental uh, health issue uh, clinics right. and that. So sometimes they'll have their vehicle, but they don't know how to get from point A to point B, even though we show them on the map. Right. So we just uh, either take them by the golf cart 
or put them on the shuttle bus and we take them right to the doorstep. When they're done, we get a phone call, we go pick them up, bring them back to their uh, destination. How appreciative are they? Extremely. They really are. And uh, I can't tell you how many times during a four-hour shift that a vet or the spouse or the kids will come by and just say, hey, thanks. So what are you doing now? You're up at the information desk. So tell me about your current gig as a volunteer. Uh, I'm up there on uh, Wednesday, Thursday mornings. Mm -hmm. I usually come in around 630, get everything set up, and then uh, get get the ball rolling, basically. Mm -hmm. And then uh, from that point, uh, someone needs assistance. How do they get the blood draw? How do they get same-day surgery? Uh, On and on and on, and I'll get them. It pointed in the right direction. Uh, there are times you can see the anxiety build up, so you got to think out of the box. Mm-hmm. And numerous times, I'll just jump out of my seat, go around the desk, grab them by the arm, and say, "I'm going to take you there." Not all the way, but at least get them in the direction. And that's really what it's all about, that veteran experience. Chris, I'm going to bring you in because we mentioned that Dave is a Red Coat ambassador. So what does that mean exactly? It's probably what he just said. He jumps out from behind the thing and walks him to his appointment. But I'm sure there's more to it. It is. Our Red Coat ambassadors really are, they're the caretakers of our veterans. They really do a great job in showing veterans where to go, how to get there, giving out the information that's crucial and pointing them in the directions we need them to go. They're also instrumental in getting um, folks engaged in our, like our transport office and and helping veterans move about that may be wheelchair bound or those that come into the ER that maybe need to, to get moved one way or the other. They're helpful for getting veterans in, in and out of the ER. They're helpful for, providing food. We have a lot of people that donate food to our veterans here. We'd love to have that, but our Red Coat ambassadors are instrumental, especially now, uh, right now with getting them bags of food that, that when they have that kind of insecurity. so Which is really especially uh, huge right now with COVID. We have a lot of veterans who are falling on hard times. Right, right. And so Red Coat ambassadors really are the heart of our Uh, volunteers and and do a great job but we have tons of volunteers in the hospital as well and I know you're relatively new to this position Uh, we couldn't ask for a a better voluntary service manager talk to me a little bit about what this position means to you um, in your heart because I know you're a veteran and you like to give back yes I'm going to get all touchy-feely with you and then um, just big picture voluntary service. Like what, what, what's the mission? What's, what's the purpose? What do you need more of? So for me, the, I come from a background of, of, of working at this facility for nearly eight years. I worked for VA for almost 14 now. And um, since the Fisher House opened here on campus, my wife and I every Friday, every Friday of the first Friday of the month, I should say, we would go volunteer at the Fisher House, right? cooking dinners for them, for veterans and families, um, and then having families come visit with me throughout the rest of the month and try to help them navigate the VA system and, right. and get the services that they need. So we did. Uh, it was wonderful. And, and right up until COVID, we were cooking and looked forward to coming back. So my heart really has always been in volunteering and as you know outreach is 
I'm a huge outreach fan of helping veterans um, in in all kinds of capacities. Understand our system, navigate the system, mm-hmm. get what they have coming to them. Yep. So, so when this position became available, I was thrilled to put in for the position and, and, and have a shot at doing something where I feel like every single day I'm able to help veterans. But I'm really excited because our staff do amazing work every day and voluntary service not only has volunteers that work within it but we are also responsible for taking all the donations for the hospital sure whatever that is we have folks we have wonderful wonderful stakeholders in the community big businesses and all the way down to little girl scouts we had a couple girl scouts in they were so cute just recently that did bath bombs for uh made money on bath bombs and donated that to giving us basketballs for our um impatients to play basketball with for something to do on activity two little girls made a huge difference yeah Community so, partnerships are key, oh big and small, down to the two. Big and small. Girl we love Scouts. them all. Yeah, they stole my heart for sure. We love our volunteers. We have them come from all walks of life. Um, veterans that are, are uh, in their 70s and 80s. We have some that are over 80 now, I think. How many do we have well, here, we, in, here in the hospital? We have 179 right now. And we need more, though, volunteer. right? We need lots more. At one time, we had... Roughly 500. I thought so, but we've had a rough year and a half. Rough year and a half. Yeah. So we're, we're, we love to have our volunteers come in. They, they keep us busy. We love every minute of it. So what kinds of, I mean, we know what Dave's doing and we're going to get back to Dave in just a second, but what kinds of opportunities are available? What types of things can people volunteer for? We have positions for drivers. We have the drive veterans that go out into the community, pick them up and bring them to our hospital. We have, uh, I have two wonderful phlebotomists that work over in our lab that draw blood. We'd love to have them come in that are able to do that. So they can use actually their expertise in whatever if yeah, they're retired. Yeah, absolutely. that makes good sense. We have some that come in and volunteer in the nursing room. We have folks volunteer in mental health. We have the Hope Squad, which I'm proud to say we're starting here at VA. Hope Squad is a an opportunity for volunteers to reach out to veterans in mental health that may need some just touch base with you and say, hi, how are you today and what are you doing? We have um, the Compassionate Contact Corps. We have those are, are the same veterans that might reach out to your great grandfather or grandfather or some other veteran in need of a phone call once a week just to help them out. So we love those volunteers as well. Dave, what's the best part of your day when you're here? I would have to say the interaction with other veterans, meaning the communication. We carry on conversations. Not Maybe we go away from their clinic appointments and we just start talking about the past mm-hmm. or what we're doing now. And for me, as a combat vet, I can interact with veterans a little bit, not a little bit, a lot more than I can with a civilian. Sure. Because we're on the same page. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed uh, talking to them. I also uh, get a big bang out of when someone's having problems with uh, 
travel or uh, trying to get a, maybe in a, in a, uh, they're out of town. Sure. Uh, to get a place to stay and able to walk them through, at least get them in the right direction so they can take care of uh, some anxiety issues in that aspect there. And, uh, yeah, it, it's just a lot of fun. I enjoy it. That's all there is to it. Well, and the longer you're here, you get that institutional knowledge. You learn more and more, and then you can help veterans who, who don't know help them navigate the system. So you're just a giant, like, warm handoff when they walk in. Well, and like Chris was uh, stating a moment ago, we really need volunteers, mm-hmm. uh, especially in my area uh, where I'm at, uh, even though everything is operating smoothly sure we can always use more volunteers and you don't have to be a veteran you can be a civilian mm-hmm. come up here to volunteer for dog on sure and uh chris's uh, uh staff will you know implement that and get things taken care of and things are a little stress- stressful in the medical center and really just in any healthcare operation right now because of covid so we do have a lot going on in our lobby that we wouldn't normally have. We have the screeners there making sure everyone's safe when they come in. And so it can be a little bit overwhelming. Chris, if there's folks listening and they want to volunteer, but but what if they're worried about COVID? We're not out of the woods yet, but but we've got our precautions in place still. You know, we have great precautions in place. We do offer um, all the shots that they would need if there's if they're interested in getting the COVID shot, we're happy to provide that to our volunteers. Um, they don't have to be veterans. They don't. They just want to volunteer. That's great. We will also do um, flu shots with our volunteers. Volunteers that work over four hours, we give them a meal ticket. It's a little harder nice. right now to navigate sure. that with floods we've had on campus. Of we're, course, so we're getting to take. We're care getting of. it there. So. <laughs> But that said, we give them a meal. We make sure that we're doing that to take care of them. We do some awards as they as they uh, volunteer for more often at a hospital. They right. reach awards. We do some award ceremonies. In years down the road, we'll do a much better job at trying to do barbecues and get-togethers sure. where we're able to to really enjoy our volunteers a little bit more than we have. And I'm looking forward to that time as we move forward to doing that. We're, yeah, it's we, a good vibe. It's a it's a family. It is. Um, I would tell you a quick story about, sure. I got approached a while ago about this little, um, about somebody that wanted to do volunteer. And uh, she's 14 years old. Oh, that's cute. And her is mom and allowed? I talked about it. And she is as okay. long as we had people that were there on site with us. Um, but her, um, we were trying to figure out what she could do for the hospital. At 14, that's pretty hard. And her mom says, well, she plays excellent violin. Oh, wow. And she's a prodigy. She sat out at the (laughs) front of our hospital Mondays and Fridays, right up until she starts school this next week, but has played for two hours at the front of our hospital for veterans entering and exiting. And I will tell you that she makes that violin sing. It's amazing. But those as volunteers we could also use as anybody that is really gifted in those arenas. We'd love to have them come on campus as well. Okay. So how do they find you? What do they do? Well, the easiest way today, we would have you call our telephone number. That number is 801-582-1565. And I can be reached at extension 1075. Or my assistant, Mykea, can be reached at extension 2018. Okay. One more time. Give us those numbers. That number is 801-582-1565. 
extension 1075 or extension 10 or excuse me, extension 2018. And Chris, I also want to talk to you about donations. I know your office kind of leads that front. So if someone is interested in maybe donating monetarily or in kind, how do they do that? And and what kinds of things are you looking for? So the the monetary donations can be sent to the hospital. They can be sent to uh, the the address here. they can also go online to the va.gov website and go to the volunteers uh, and then look under there for the e-donations. We love to have it that way. That makes it easy. The best thing that when they do monetary donations, they tell us where they want it to be. Right. So maybe they want it to go specifically to a food pantry or to a homeless folks and homeless or just to all veterans um, or maybe the women's program. Our women's program is wonderful. And we spend money there. Okay. So. What kind, is there something specific you need right now that you're low on? We're low on right now. I would tell you underwear and socks for okay. veterans. We like that we have a homeless veterans that may need those things. We have um, uh, T-shirts and sweats. We can always use those. We have a, an emergency room. Right. And oftentimes, even there, we might cut some clothes off a veteran. Mm-hmm. Or the veteran comes in to our, um, our hospital they don't have anything but the clothes on their back. We can give them clothes. We have a clothing closet. We take donations with the clothing clothing closet. We take food donations, um, specifically those kind of foods that are, are not going to expire a little bit more shelf-stable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love to have food donations. But the big thing right now, too, is our homeless uh, team is about to start doing some real big stand-downs uh, to help our homeless that were... I don't want to say they were left out, but they really, COVID played a, a harder role with them. And so we're looking for some home moving kits mm-hmm. that we can help them move off the street and into into an apartment, like that an we're, apartment. a subsidized apartment. So, yeah, like a starter kit. Yeah, home moving kits, pots, pans, shower lining, blankets, sheets, towels. And put that in a basket and bring it, and we'd love that. And you would take it. Do they come to Building Eight? We like would take where, it. Where, where where would they go? Building Eight. We're on the second floor, or they can bring them to the front of the hospital to our information desk, and ah, they'll Dave. get them to us. And Dave comes back in, so and his team gets them to us, brings them down to us, and we put them uh, in our storage area, and we get them to the to the homeless team. So that's a great thing right now we could use. Okay. And I want to remind folks of the address because you mentioned if they want a mail-in donation, I don't want to discourage that because some folks are old school. So we're at 500 Foothill Drive, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84148. And you'd want to put it to Attention Voluntary Services, correct? Correct. So uh, the VA Salt Lake City Healthcare System, 500 Foothill Drive, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84148, Attention Voluntary Services. Thanks, Chris. That's You're very some, welcome. That's Thank some, you. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Dave, thank you so much for all you do. My, my pleasure. Don't stop volunteering. I'll find you. <laughs> okay? I'm not going anywhere. We appreciate you both so much. So let Chris know if you'd like to come up and see us and volunteer. We need you. And thanks for joining us today for Upholding Valor. Stay safe, take care of each other, and be kind. This is Jill Atwood. I'm a VA employee, Army veteran, and veteran of Desert Storm, and this is personal to me. There is no greater mission than to serve and fight for those who fought for us. Thanks for listening, and thanks for caring. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe or rate us, or better yet, 
tell a vet, and tell a friend to tune in by texting veterans to 57500 or go to kslpodcast.com slash veterans. VA is honored to serve you. We'll talk to you next time.